0: You are listening to Innovative Minds with Melanie Francis, where we talk to some of the top thought leaders, business leaders, and marketers around the globe. Tune in every Thursday and spark your mind. And now, let's get into it. Welcome back to Innovative Minds. Today is going to be a totally different segment. I'm not going to have a speaker. Instead, I'm going to be speaking about what I'm seeing in the marketplace when it comes to digital marketing from, I'm going to take you through LinkedIn. I'm going to talk a little bit about Google. I'm going to talk to you about a little bit about some email marketing and what I'm seeing in the market. The reason for that is my team recently came to me and said that I'm not sharing enough of my knowledge that i'm sharing with my clients back with our audiences and that there should be a special segment where we fill everyone in on sort of everything that's going on and be able to speak also our our thoughts about the market so i thought i would create this segment every time in my podcast going forward where i bring you my thoughts and just enlighten you with what I'm seeing in the market and I hope you enjoy it. So the first topic of conversation that I'm very excited and passionate about at the moment is Google Ads versus LinkedIn. So recently we've started investing some money into Google ads and evolving our marketing mix to play into Google. And I was super excited that you know we started picking up some great leads that are coming through of people that are searching for personal branding, LinkedIn marketing agencies, and they were coming across us in their searches. So, you know, they're booking in calls. And I guess it was a totally different journey to how it works in LinkedIn where you put out content, you put out thought leadership and people inbound into you going, hey, I'd like to have a chat to you. Whereas in this case, I was taking positions on words and every time they clicked, I would pay Google for that opportunity of, you know, someone landing on it rather than creating content that gauges people to come in and inbound in. So anyhow, the difference that I've experienced on the leads that come in from Google and the leads that come in from LinkedIn There was quite a few and I want to cover those. One was Google was very quick to deliver people that were, you know, interested in LinkedIn marketing agencies. Like I would constantly get those bookings as soon as you were putting money to it. And long as my landing page looked good and it was relevant, people were coming in and booking in the calls. It was much more quicker than say when I started doing LinkedIn branding. I think that took that takes a longer time to bring in leads because people have to see you, trust you, and they're sometimes not really looking for your products. You're often creating awareness in their problem and they're not problem aware on social media. So you're letting them know the problem, you're educating them that why X, Y, Z is important, whereas on Google they're an educated potential so they're coming in with already having knowledge and knowing this is what I want. This is a service I want. So that was one key difference was, you know, the time to get lead was much more shorter. The second thing that was super uh, interesting was the actual conversion of the leads. So those that were coming in from Google, what was super interesting was it was harder to convert those leads than the ones that would come in through LinkedIn, through personal branding or through inbound. And the reason for that is I noticed is that every one of the leads that come in through Google, they are usually talking to a couple of other suppliers in the market. So you're being compared and often their journey is they're a little bit confused as to whether to trust you or whether to trust another vendor and people are giving them different information Along the way, so creating sort of distrust between each of the suppliers. Whereas the leads that come in from LinkedIn, I noticed they're coming in feeling very trusted from the moment they're talking to you. They've been watching you for a while, so they have this faith in you and they know that they sort of want to work with you already. Whereas in Google, the people, the leads that were coming in, they kind of don't know if they want to work with you, they don't know your brand. So there's a lot more of going and making them feel safe and a lot more touch points to actually get the conversion. So I guess in summary, when you build a brand on LinkedIn and you can actually get inbound leads because of the brand and the content and what people feel about you, I feel that you can get much more quicker uh, conversion, but maybe the lead time takes longer right? So on LinkedIn, for someone to approach you, maybe they've had to see you over four, five, six, 12 months, maybe longer before they approach you. But that time that they talk to you, they're much more warmer. They're already converted than say someone in Google comes to you. You may not convert them in that one call. It might be you have that conversation and then they're going to go and talk to other people and then they go and they might even go decide to go with another vendor, and then you might might talk to you again in future term before you actually land them and get to work with them. So, I think both of those platforms are very different um, in terms of how they can work for you in dollar terms. If you're really looking for high quick conversions and you want to get to a point where someone comes in and just converts very quickly, you probably really need to make sure. You focus on brand, and that should be a long-term game. But if you need quick leads coming in and you want to start talking to your market quickly, I think Google can serve you probably leads much more quicker than LinkedIn can, but the conversions might be way lower, way lower. I would say seven to eight times lower on Google because you've just got, you're competing, you know, you really are. As I was exploring this phenomena that was happening in front of me and I was experiencing for the first time of being compared with other agencies because I've never actually experienced that when building brand on LinkedIn, I've just always had clients that know they want to work with us and they, you know, come forward and they say, like your stuff and they're not really looking at other options. So I wanted to go in and do some more research and it was super interesting because and I wanted to know why is it that, you know, the conversion is so high on brand. What was actually interesting to people about brand and particularly I think it was about personal brand that appeals to people as to why the conversion is so high for me on LinkedIn. I think it's because people like to buy from people. And on LinkedIn, that's exactly what we do. And they feel more trusted when they're on the phone with that person that they've been watching for some time. So I found some really cool stats to share with you all. One was if you look at Gary V and you look at his followership as a person that we feel related, connected to, he's got over 5 million followers that follow him, feel connected with him. And then you look at his company page and it's got 20K followers and he doesn't invest that much into company. He focuses on personal brand. And when you focus on your personal brand, I think you've got this sort of 24 times more chance that your content your thoughts are going to get shared 24 times more than they would if it was posted on the company page because people like to buy from people people like people people like to hear people's stories and i think that's again goes back to the same thing as to why with the whole google ads thing i think google ads is like you know you're landing on a company first and then you're trying to convert whereas i think on linkedin There's this, you know, instant trust and connection when you're using personal branding and that's why your conversion's higher because you've already built that trust. Another really cool stat as I was exploring the same thing as to why Google and LinkedIn was different. Another cool stat I came across that was super cool was founder or employee content will get eight times more share than a company page content is likely to again, further enhancing that people like to see content from people. And again, brand of a person is a winner against a company page, but the best part of the stat that was really super cool was you're going to have seven times more conversions on a personal brand than a company and that's the one that really stuck to me and that's the one that i think really proves out the google versus linkedin um competition there i think the conversion that i could feel that i could get with a personal brand was just super high in comparison to when you don't play brand and you're just buying a position and you're just being compared by your company and another company. But when I play brand and I play my own personal LinkedIn brand, I feel that the conversion is way more faster, way more trustworthy, way more credible when the opportunity comes in. And it's super important for everyone listening on. You really understand that difference that, you know, if you're thinking, I'm only going to play Google that there is limitations over on Google as to the amount of searches you can buy, but the conversions will never be the same if you don't play the long game being brand. And I really encourage you to make sure that you do play brand because brand will make things easier in the long run. If you can get into a conversation and spend less time you know, following up of your time because your content has really nurtured. I think, you know, your business will flourish much more quicker and you'll not need to spend heavy on sales leaders just calling back and forward. I think if you play brand, conversions will just be there for you again and again. And in the long run, you will scale faster. I also looked again at really cool influencers who were playing brand and how much they were winning with brand. You know, again, looking back at how Chris Walker is playing brand, just him himself, he doesn't place any money on Google. He doesn't spend any money on SEO. He himself is putting out really great content, personally branding himself as a thought leader within marketing And then that's actually feeding the growth of his whole company of 100-plus employee size now. I also had Belinda Agnew come on, and she mentioned a really cool person when she came on the show, which was Amelia Sordell. She mentioned, I looked up Amelia and another person that has built her whole company based on just using personal branding I was just so into how each of these characters like Gary Vee and other people are evolving because they're using personal branding to draw clients in and it's fascinating. I think I knew it worked, but now going and dissecting so deeply and looking at other people who just succeed on brand only and how much fun you can have with it without feeling like this old car salesman is what's super fascinating and it's a really winning strategy. Another thing I noticed across all of the people that were playing personal brand was video content was always a part of their strategy. And I've been talking about video content for some time, but I really think that if you're going to play brand, bringing video content and personalizing and humanizing yourself and making people almost feel like they're, almost already met you before they're ever even a conversation with your company or yourself, super important. And as I was going through this and experiencing and like sort of embedding these thoughts into my mind, yesterday we were sitting down as a team and we were looking at everyone who we want on our podcast and everyone that's come on our podcast and we're judging who we would want to invite on these sessions and who we'd want to interview And I was watching myself and my team pick out people that we would want on. And you know what was so fascinating doing that exercise? We went onto their LinkedIn profile, went down to their post, went and looked for a video of them, right? To see how they sound, how they are, if we feel connected to them, if they've got their angle of what they can talk about. So looking for a theme and We were like, okay, yes or no, based on if they didn't have video content on it, it was very hard to judge whether they should come on the show because we don't know exactly how they are going to feel or how they are going, how they speak or what their angle is. So, again, we were sitting there judging whether someone should be on a podcast based on the content they had available. Imagine how many people are going to your profile. decide if they're going to either work with you based on whether you have that content available I think there is so many people going to your profile and judging you based on the content that they can see on your featured section on your post section and seeing okay is that someone that I feel I can work with so you're being judged without knowing you're being even judged you know the people that we come and bet we're going through and we're judging and I felt so like, I'm like, oh my God, to the team, like we are judging people, like as if we're like on American Idol or something based on content that they have available. So in this day and age, not to have content that is going to convince people that, you know, you are a great speaker or you are the right partner to work with is pretty much shooting yourself in the foot. Super important that you have some level of video content because people are judging you, whether it's investors that are going to your LinkedIn and deciding whether they should invest in you, whether it's employees that are deciding whether they should work with you or whether it's customers going in and seeing if they can trust you. They all go in and make judgments just like we were deciding whether X should come on our podcast. We were making that judgment. So many people are going on there and making a judgment about your brand. Now, you know, people are judging you by that book that you present online. So it's super important now that you have things visible that put you in the best light. Another really cool thing that happened was we're HubSpot partners, right? So we get all this access to training of what HubSpot thinks is the best way to market and particularly when it comes to blogging and seo so we were sitting with the hubspot um guys and we were we were discussing you know how we can get better at inbound marketing for our clients and some of the stats that came out of that i thought was really cool and i think i should share it with you was what hubspot is recommending that any company or any SMEs have as a minimum to actually get inbound leads is you have about 50 blogs, you know, really high value content that is on your website that will help your customers that are either brand aware or non brand aware um, or non problem aware, apologies, uh, to convince them that they either have a problem or help them actually find a solution to their problem, um, or actually help them convert into, you know, into your solution that you provide because they already know that they've got a problem. I thought it was super important to share that the, you know, the stat that they said was, you know, you should have 50 pieces there as a minimum before you can expect really, you know, a really great outcome. And another thing that they offered us partners was 50 downloadable assets on top of those blogs. So, you know, like here are like, you know, 20 marketing insight tips or here are 20 tips that you need to hack X. So they would already created 50 assets, but they were like, you know, it wasn't just like here's one offer. You know, you need to have like many, many offers. It was really super interesting as to the volume of content that was being suggested that needs to be had to actually get inbound leads and this branding thing to really work for you. I did also ask while we were having the conversation with HubSpot was when you're doing blog content on your website, how much of that should actually come from the conversations that we're having on social or having with our clients and we're hearing, you know, frequently asked questions, how much of it should be that versus what people are searching on Google. And it was so interesting to hear the response from our HubSpot partners that they believe that your content should be again, driven by those social conversations to what your customers are saying or what you're saying, rather than actually go to Google, and find out what people are searching and then make content around that because that I thought that they said is like what everyone's doing. But if you can actually listen to your customers, what they're asking and create content around that, they actually said to focus yourself on that, which was super cool because that's how we create content for LinkedIn. Um, We don't look at what people are searching for. We listen to what our clients are asking us. We ask our clients also, what are they being asked? And then we create content based on those conversations. And it's very qualitative. It's not that quantitative of, oh, there's X amount of searches on this that so will create content. So it gave me a really nice, warm feeling about, you know, the way we are currently ideating and that is the right way. And that's also the way to ideate, even if it comes to SEO or blogging. And that HubSpot also had the same view. So I was super impressed on that my final point that I want to make is on email marketing. And one of the things that we've been really attached onto in email marketing is creating, you know, sort of two to three at least click opportunities in our email so we can collect data on how warm our audience actually is and what topics that they're interested in. And I was challenged, again, within a HubSpot partner conversation that maybe the clicks need to be five to six. And I always thought, well, if there's too many clicks, they're not going to enjoy the actual email itself. So I was super challenged on that. And then this morning I received an email from Gong. They had about sort of three to four click opportunities And I got an email and it said, you know, click here to get this cheat sheet. And they asked me for my email in order to get the cheat sheet, but they had emailed me. So they already have my email. So I don't know why they wanted my email again. And that kind of irritated me, I must say. So my key takeaway on email marketing is yes, click, create click opportunities. But I really think that you should open it up and you shouldn't ask again for an email. If you've already got it, you should try and, you know, ungate those content and not make the user experience poor creating more and more click opportunities is fine, but I just think that open up, you know, don't gate content. It's super annoying. You know how it is when you have received an email and then you press, and then you have to go and give more details in order to unlock the data can be seen that they clicked here to get that. So I don't know why Gong was kind of pushing me to give my email again. It just irritated me. And then when I did it, it didn't even give me the cheat sheet. So I think creating really smooth experiences and giving away a lot more value is super important. Just trying to always create and collect you know, emails. I mean, it doesn't work. I mean, how many times has someone downloaded your ebook and convert it into a client, I mean, it doesn't work in this current marketplace. I, I just have never seen that to work. And that's the honest truth that I mean, we're ungating all our content at the moment and just giving it out for free because if people like your brand, your content, what you're talking about and they see that you're valuable. Like why lock that up? Give up, give away value. Give away your IP that some people say that you've got um, you know, it's not your IP. This everyone's giving away so much content. There's so much content out there. You should feel pleasured and you should feel honored actually that someone is taking their time to read your shit. You know? So stop gating everything and making it this 1999 experience and instead let people come read see if they like you see if they trust you and then let them freely with freedom book in that call because you've given them so much value they want to talk to you like challenge yourself to create content that makes people want to do business with you want to get on that call with you because they're like god this stuff is so good, like, you know, I can't wait to jump on that 30-minute call. So that's what I'm currently challenging everyone of my team to do is, you know, really criticise, like, if they saw this and they landed on this website or if they saw this piece of content, would this make them jump and take the action that they want? And that's called creative content. That's called cut-through content, that if you can make someone read a piece of content and feel this desire to want to talk to you more. And I think that's what makes content, you know, cut through the rest of the shit out there. So I hope you enjoyed my download. I will endeavour to do this more often. And as always, I would love your feedback. You are listening to Innovative Minds. Tune in every Thursday and spark your mind.